Dude, apparently fanfiction.net has a Bible section. Oh, no. Don't like, okay, I'm going to have to hang up. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> God damn you, Internet. Uh, Actually, that's that's one of the fan fictions that's up there. <laughs> Welcome to episode number 158, where we are being reminded of our own mortality. The show is Stand Under the Dome Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games. My name is Cole Ross, and I am joined via Skype tonight by... David Meismith. Ben Merkel. And I'm full of piss and vinegar tonight. We are back, babies, and uh, we are coming out of the gate uh, fast and hot. What do we have for you in store? Uh, we have what we've been playing, because uh, it's been a little bit for all of us. Ben, I know you've been away for a, for, for, for a second or two. Mm-hmm. David, yourself as well. And me, well, I've got one, but it's a kind of big one, at least for me, in the Pantheon of games that I really like. Um, and uh, then we're going to talk about what's on our mind, uh, things that we've seen in the news or experience that we feel the listeners should know. So why don't we jump right into it, fellas? Let's go. Let's do it. Let's jump into it. Ben, go. Am I going first? It's you, man. That would have been, you. I suppose I've been gone for the longest. So, yeah. That's how I pick. I just have a little bit of a lot of things. Maybe. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. A smattering, yeah. if you will? Yeah. If you add them all together, it might be like one game experience or okay, something cool, like that. Okay, cool, cool. Um, one, probably the most important one, I uh, played uh, Amnesia Dark Descent with oh, Kirk. Oh, sweet. Yeah. It was, uh, we uh, turned the lights down low Ooh. one Friday night. And, um, yeah, so we got into that game. I got, have you guys played it? Um, yes, I have. Nah. It's one of my favorite games of the past, like I'd say five years. Okay. No, I um, missed that one. You have not played it, David? No, I have not. Oh, get on okay. it. Get on it, son. I just, yeah. Okay. So then I will watch what I say for how far I've got. I haven't gotten too far though. Okay. Um, so yeah, I've gotten in the castle um, I found out that your main character is dreaming the entire time. I'm just kidding, David. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I've gotten so far as the creatures that have to do with water, if that oh, if Cole knows gosh. what I'm talking about. Yeah, so that was pretty interesting. <laughs> That's pretty fun. And by, and by interesting, do you mean oh shit, oh shit, oh shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that was interesting. Um but I'm still I'm still I mean I'm still waiting to be scared, like out of my mind sort of scared. So I mean, I mean that was pretty, you know, it was, you know, it was interesting. It wasn't a walk in the park or anything, but uh I'm I'm still expecting a little bit more out of it. So Well, okay, like drop drop the expectation because i think okay. i think i think going into try try to go into a blank slate which okay. isn't which isn't like to say like go go into it where you would be scared by mickey mouse's castle of Illus- castle of illusion i'm just yeah. i'm just saying like go go into it you know w- w- with without thinking like holy shit this is the scariest game in the entire world and that may be hard to do yeah. but but the tone that it establishes and kind of the tension that it's trying to build up like mm-hmm. it, it builds to a to to just a spine crushing crescendo. Okay. You, you you know, and you're roughly about a third of the way through the game. Okay. Okay. So, so what is the overall gameplay in this? You're in a castle or palace thing. 
Does that? How would you describe it, Cole? Yeah, yeah. It's a, ca- it's a, it's a castle slash manor. It's very, 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 very large, um, and it has a very large. They they call it the Dark Descent because because you basically wake up with a note from yourself, um, saying, "Hey, you don't remember anything, but you need to kill this person, and he rests at the very at the very bottom of this castle." Mm-hmm. And so you set about to try and find your way down through the depths and the hollows to uh, to, 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 to find this person and kill him. Mm-hmm. And that's basically the plot. Um, there's no combat. Um, it's, it's very physics-based in how you manipulate things in your environment. Um, and uh, your only recourse when you encounter any kind of enemy is to run, run, run. Or hide. Yeah, hide. hide. H- hiding's there, too. I haven't I haven't gotten to that point yet, but one of the mechanics is like uh, it's really cool how you manipulate things because whenever you want to open something, you drag the mouse in the direction you want it to go, and so you can open up a closet, get in, and then shut the closet behind you, and you have enough room to do that. So I assume that will come into play later. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So basically, uh, you're exploring castle like a floor at a time. And uh, you're solving minor physics-based puzzles, pretty much. Yeah. Does the game cheat? What do you mean? Well, my in the past, uh, my my beef with games like that has been that they tend to cheat in terms of like triggering enemies behind you when there weren't enemies behind you, stuff like that. Like that drove me crazy in Bioshock. I'll say this. I'll say this to the to like to a point, just because I, I I've I've beaten the game and Ben hasn't gotten to the point where this stuff comes into play. Um, there's one enemy who follows you for the majority of the game, and when you're spawned into that, like it, they, they they track, so they have persistence in the world. So when you run away from them and they lose your trail, you can either like, oh, if you leave your hiding place too soon, they're going to be right there. Or they're going to be walking and they'll hear you or they'll smell you or anything like that. So it doesn't pull any cheap tricks like the Houdini Splicers or anything like that. Now that gets subverted later, but it never feels unfair. They just add different layers onto it. And there are scripted events to a certain extent where somebody will pop out, but it's never to the point where they're just meaninglessly trying to make your life difficult. Okay. Does that assuage you? Yeah, I'm going to have to check out. I mean, the... I don't know the the no combat thing seems kind of I don't know, but I, that sounds interesting. Yeah. So I, yeah, are you enjoying it, Miracle? Uh, it's okay so far. I but I I I'm surprised that I was a third of the way through because I didn't think I was too far into it. But uh, uh, maybe a, maybe a quarter, maybe a okay. quarter of the way through. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, it's decently fun. I'd like to. I mean, I'd like to see it through, but um. It's, it does it, not run on my computer, so. Oh yeah, so you so you have to so you have to borrow somebody else's resources for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm I'm actually kind of surprised just because like playing it with somebody else wouldn't be the way I would go about doing it. it I mean, it was it was pretty fun. Yeah. I we both took we we briefly took turns, uh, and so I gave it to Perk, but uh, he played it for about five minutes and then gave it back to me. So. <laughs> So yeah. I mean, there there was some tension there. So yeah, you, uh, like you're, you're you're still very much in the I'm learning how this game works kind of phase. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, and, and like when you beat it, um, there is an alternate scenario that you can play that was released for the uh, Potato Sack ARG uh, that was done for Portal Two, um, mm-hmm. where they where they brought a bunch of Portal Two type 
uh, scenarios into the various games that were being sold um, so people could play them and unlock Portal 2 early. And uh, Amnesia was one of those. In that, and, and that ad- additional scenario actually is very heavily Portal-inspired in that there is a disembodied voice who speaks to you through, uh, through phonographs. And uh, you go through like these like various uh, test chambers slash torture chambers, being tested on your uh, on your abilities to uh, to make moral decisions. Hmm. Yeah, go for it. It's good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what else? You said he had a bunch. Uh, yeah, it's just a lot of little things. So I I played a little bit of uh, not no more zombies. Uh, no more heroes. Not that. It's the zombie one. That's part of the <laughs> Humble Indie Bundle. Although oh, really combined yeah, that's it would be fun. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's Lone Survivor. Yeah. I only played like five minutes of that. Okay. And so, so perhaps you can convince me of playing more. Because you've played this, haven't you, Cole? Yes, I've played and beaten it. Okay. And it's good, probably. Yes. How um, far into it are you? Five minutes. I only. It, I think I walked by one zombie. <laughs> it doesn't okay. make a very strong case for itself. You have to be very patient with the way that it avails its systems to you. Okay. Um, it's a very complex game, um, oftentimes to its detriment. Um, but if you are a person who enjoys the kind of tropes and um, cliches that Silent Hill evokes, um, you're really going to like this if you see it through. So, okay. so, so you're going to be led around by your nose. Um, for a good long while until until you get a sense for how to navigate the world and for how to sustain yourself um, and also until you get your first weapon. But once you do, um, it becomes this really nice, um, it really is a survival game in that you're going around these environments and trying to find uh, food and water and doing things to keep your sanity up while you're also, um, you know, negotiating these enemies and trying uh, to solve puzzles. Okay. Actually, um, random side note on that, because you've beaten it. Um, don't tell me if this is too much of a spoiler, but the, the what is it, blue and red pills, are those just uh, messing around with, like, your sanity, some of your other stats, or do those actually have, like, explicit uses? Um, they have explicit uses in that, uh, um, and Ben, you, you'll, you'll, you'll find this yourself. It's very poorly explained, and I think it will help you um, a bit. But uh, as if you, if you take a pill before you go to sleep, except for the red ones, which keep you awake, um, you'll have – whoa, that's weird. Um, you'll have uh, dreams and the different kinds of pills that you take, A, give you different resources, and B, affect your ending. Okay, because but, but, um, but it's not so much like that you took the pills that affects your ending, but the resources they give you um, encourage different behaviors, which in turn affects your ending, mostly uh, revolving around aggression versus self-preservation. Yeah, because actually where where I stopped playing, um, I found a snare where I just could not find any way to get um, get anywhere without um, going Rambo style. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So in that case, you you you, you take blue, blue blue pills and you get more, you get more ammo, but it will affect your ending. Well, see, um, what I wanted to do is not kill anything, but I, <sighs> well, that's me. Yeah. No, lo- uh, like lo- like lone lo- 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 lone survivor definitely. Like, what's what's giving you pause, Ben? I don't know. 
it's hard. I mean, there, there's there, there's definitely a barrier to entry. Like it, it didn't it didn't hook me in, I guess, or I, I just didn't have the patience for it when I sat down. No, and, 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 and you have plenty of other games to play too. So so it's so it's so it's difficult when it doesn't make a case for itself right away. It's true. Yeah, I feel like it's also a game that. It seems, even for a survival horror game, very, very melodramatic. And it seems like it's a game that, like, you have to kind of choose to buy that. Yeah, I mean, and that kind of, like, feeds back into the whole Silent Hill tropes and cliches kind of thing. Where it's, it, it, like, it will deliberately fuck with you in a way where it's just kind of like, if you don't go with it, you're just going to say, ah, bullshit. But if you go with it and you buy into the logic, kind of like watching like a David Lynch film or whatever, then it's a, then it's a pretty fun ride. I mean, it's not like you're turning off your brain for a slasher film, but you're just kind of like allowing yourself to kind of like fall for the dream logic, as it were, as opposed yeah. to, to tear it apart. That's that's my admittedly incredibly weak defense of the game. But it's fun. No, I'll probably pick it up again sometime. Some it took sometime. me. A, it took me a minute. It, t- it took me. It took me a little bit. To to like to to, uh, to 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 really invest in it, and really it, like what what it what it was a matter of was sitting down and saying I'm going to beat it this weekend, and then I beat it that weekend, and I was really glad because because it has because it has a very good uh, arc to it. So okay, cool. When are we going to play uh, Siren? Oh shit! I need to do that, but my uh, but I've uh, fuck yeah, I need to make that a priority. Um. Can't do it for next week, but how how about the week after? Uh, so like, uh, you talking like ten days from now or seventeen days from now? Basically, I'm talking first of the month when my game budget frees back up. Gotcha. Yeah. What game is this? Siren. So ten days from now for the PlayStation Three. Ah, never heard of it. Yeah, no, it's made by <laughs> it's made by a lot of the t- the original uh, Silent Hill team. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I just, I need to, I need to buy it. I, I might not like go, go whole, go whole hog. I'll, I'll probably just buy the first episode and then do it all a cart like that. Um, we can always like do halvesies and stuff or, or the, you know, this would be weird too. I could always bring my PlayStation and you could get some of the episodes and I could get some of the episodes. <laughs> Either way. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. No, I'm, de- I'm definitely down that, that, that is a uh, significant blind spot in my, in my survival horror, uh, uh, survival horror repertoire, and I've always been toying with the idea of adding a, another property to the uh, to the empire that is dedicated entirely to uh, survival horror games um, <laughs> and the history thereof. Um, but you know, I have to build the new site first. <laughs> gotcha. but, but yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely down for uh, for, for for jumping into that. Um, what else? What what what, what else been dipping your snoot into? So I've been doing a lot of games uh, like playing games that I haven't played in a long time, but, like, old games that I used to play. And so, like, uh, I started playing Age of Empires 2 since I hadn't played that in, like, a decade. Really? Just, just to see what it was like, yeah. Does it hold up? It was okay. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at right now. I don't, I don't know if it's a good thing or not. But... Do, you have, do you have, like, Age of Kings installed, or...? No, no, just just the you. Just vanilla. Just yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, I played a little bit of Braid. Reinstalled that. Okay. Just to play it, and that'll kind of feed into uh, when we talk about what's on our mind. Uh, I watched a video from Jonathan Blow, uh, the speech that he gave at Rice University. Have you seen that, Cole? Uh, no. Okay. 
it we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, and I've played a little bit of Bastion and still have not beaten that, however. But uh, I'm, nor have I. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, so that's that's about it. The sampler platter, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I've been doing. Hmm. I don't Age know. of Empires too. So did you just like like come come across it in your like attic next to your notes from your high school sweetheart kind of thing? Yeah, or... pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> like I've got it. It's in my binder, but that's because I viciously catalog every possession that I own. Do you? <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever wondered that maybe this is why you like adventure games? <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Oh, we shouldn't be laughing at my at my various at my, at my various uh, problems, 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 problems. David, do you mind if I go? Because I just got one. Really. Sure, go for it. Okay, cool. Uh, Demon Souls. Yeah. yeah no. Um, That's the I, first, right? Yes, that is the first one. It came out in two thousand nine. Um, I tutored about this a, a little while back, but I but I recognized that I was reading about Dark Souls lore for about three days straight on my iPad before I fell asleep, and I thought, huh, maybe this is a sign that I need to play a Souls game. Um, so I dusted off my copy of Demon Souls and I rolled a new character uh, because I hit a I hit a a wall with my first one and I uh, went full bore into it. Um, now it's difficult because my point of reference for this series is that, you know, I've played Dark Souls, which obviously is the sequel and obviously iterated on it um, in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, they're very similar. They play almost exactly the same. Like, even though I'm playing it on a PlayStation uh, uh, 3 controller, as opposed to my Xbox controller like I did for Dark Souls, same buttons do same things. The, they're the same systems, the parrying, the, uh, the you know, you if, you if you run anywhere without your shield up, you pretty much are going to die immediate, <laughs> immediately. Um, immediately immediately yes um and uh and just uh the kind of the the, the general feel and oppression so it's 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 weird it's it's kind of like uh i don't know watching terminator 2 and then going to watch the original terminator they're very different movies um but uh two you could say is objectively better for a lot of reasons um and dark souls i would say is a, is a lot better for objective reasons which is to say that like my <sighs> My my favorite thing about Dark Souls is kind of the, the 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 lore and the mythos and the kind of world building and just kind of the persistent sense of place and being that you had by moving about the uh, the, the 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 land of Lordran, which uh, which is the, the the kingdom that you're roaming about, and the idea that from the very top to the very bottom, uh, you can look up or look across the horizon and see other areas where you can go to and aside from dying there is no load screen and aside from you know basically anything it's you can run from one end to the other so long as you can defeat the enemies that are there um you can you can go there and you can you can do it in pretty much any order except for the fact that you're heavily meat gated in which by which i mean stuff will be incredibly difficult for you unless you're you know leveled up for it so you mean There's... you can't go straight to the ancient ruins and fight ghosts? Uh, no, I would recommend against that because your weapons cannot touch them and they will definitely push you into the water and you will die immediately. Um, and also, <laughs> and also, don't go into the catacombs because those skeletons will revive unless you have a divine weapon. That is a pro tip. 
um, for anybody who has tried Demon Souls but thinks it's impossible. Those are not the ways to go. In fact, it communicates to you very clearly that it's not the way to go. How does it do that? It makes you die frequently. <laughs> Wait, but it always makes you die frequently. More frequently than if you walked to the different... No, no, I just I, I guess what I'm saying is, like like all the other places, it will make you die frequently. Demon Souls does this too. Because after you beat level one one or whatever or whatever they call it, you know you have you know free reign to go to any of the different base levels that you have you know that, that you can go to. So there are I believe four or five worlds that you can go to, and then each of those you you, you proceed linear, linearly. So the online community has taken to calling it one 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 two one three one four, and then you win two two one two 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 three two four, and so you can hit any of these individual worlds and then proceed forward. But the problem that that introduces is everything is very compartmentalized in that you're warping around this area and there's no sense of progression. There's not like, oh, in order to get to the undead parish, I need to fight my way through the entire undead burg. And then anytime I want to get back to there, there's this shortcut that I unlock. And I think that the shortcuts are the key to it. So as you proceed through the, the, the worlds in Demon Souls, you fight these bosses. And, you know, these bosses are demons, and they have the demons' souls, and they unlock these warp points. So you can warp to these different areas, but there's, like, little sense of exploration. So each of these discrete little areas is its own, you know, linear path from beginning to end in ascending difficulty, and you can p pick them in any order that you want. But it feels less, it feels more constrained than, 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 than Dark Souls does. Other than that, like the class that I'm playing, I'm playing like a mixed melee uh, spell spell casting class kind of guy. That's kind of neat. Um, I like the Nexus system. That's like a you know it replaces the uh, it replaces the Firelink Shrine from Dark Souls. Um, but just the, that sense of persistence and that sense of investment in the world and kind of gleaning um, aspects of the story from the from the item descriptions and from the loading screens as you die and uh, whatever scant dialogue you can get. That's kind of missing. So I would recommend I would I would recommend Dark Souls over Demon Souls regardless, but that's just me. Did it strike you? Um, I've played Dark Souls. I've watched um, Dennis play Demon Souls, and from watching Dennis, it struck me that um, Dark Souls wasn't necessarily objectively a lot easier. But it seemed like they had taken out a lot of the just, excuse me, I'm sorry, um, very, I don't know, unfair, annoying, you know, the, the, the things that just seemed, I don't know, just kind of un, unfair that made it difficult as opposed to just, you know, you know, it forcing you to play smart or be difficult. And you're, Does that make sense? And, and you're saying the Dark Souls took this out of it for to like well, like took took these unfair aspects away. Yeah, it, it struck me as that. Um, Darks, I guess. Um, you know, when when watching, um, you know, uh, Demon Souls, the overwhelming theory I, feeling I got was, you know, just kind of this, you know, you know, I I could never beat this game, you know. That there's just too much, you know, crap they're doing to screw with me. Whereas playing uh, Dark Souls, I got the idea, you know, it was very, very difficult, very, very challenging. But, you know, it didn't come across as like, you know, this is something I can't do. 
Does that like, sort of make sense? Like all the stuff in Demon Souls that made me say, "Oh bullshit!" Like I, I already saw it in Dark Souls. So like, like the cheap tricks, like those, you know, those were either worse in Dark Souls or I had already seen them in Dark Souls before I got to Demon Souls. In fact, I got the sense that Dark Souls had them as homage to Demon Souls. Now I don't know how far you got in Dark Souls. Um, but I'm going to lay down some early level spoilers and then maybe like a quarter See, of the I'm, way um, through my, spoilers. Working my way through, uh, is it the depths? Oh, okay, cool. So, 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 so you're so you're gonna hit both of both bo- both of these things. So you've you've already uh, approached and tackled the uh, the 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 undead parish. That yes. Is, that is correct, right? Now, yes. both Demon Souls and Dark Souls have a situation where you are running across a bridge. And a dragon swoops down out of goddamn nowhere and toasts you. And there's pretty much no way to uh, to stop that. You know? Yeah. Um... Like, even, like, and in Demon Souls, like, they give you a hint. Like, I, like when, you, when you go back, you're like, oh, that's what those charred bodies are. Yeah, I guess it could be, it could be um, because my... You you played in both games at least some degree of spellcaster. Yeah. See, in in Dark Souls, I built my character straight up as like uh, tank melee, so like that didn't bother me much. Like I I think I took the hit and made it to safety or something. Okay. No, like in in Dark Souls, the 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 strategy is to is to run straight through. Like like that that that's that's what you have to do. Whereas oh, in so D- wait, what I actually found. Sorry, sorry, this is more just <laughs> now discussing strategy. What I ended up doing is I found that if I ran straight through, he'd hit me. What I found I had to do to get past is to lure him out to um, get to attack, dodge the first attack, and then run past him while he was trying to get me. Yeah, my, my strategy was to strip naked so I'd run faster and then, uh, um, okay. and then, and then roll at the last second so I'd get off to the side. Oh, see, this was again. I did in like full, uh, full like plate or stone armor. Okay. Holy shit, stone! Did you kill Havel the Rock? Um, no. You can find stone armor. Oh, really? Did you yeah. go to the? Uh, you but you can't get to like. Ooh, shit. No, okay. Sorry, we're geeking out over this. Whereas in whereas in Demon Souls, you know the the they, they signposted so they give you charred corpses. And, and, yeah, as and, and as sign. No, I still haven't killed the dragon. Okay. No, you don't have to. Like the 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 yeah. only the only time you have to kill like the only reason to kill the dragon a is to is to open up a a shortcut between the undead burg and the uh, and the undead, and the undead parish and to also give give yourself access to a faction which a isn't very valuable to you unless you're unless you're lawful good and b isn't valuable to you unless you intend to do a lot of co-op. And again, sorry, geek out on this. Um, the thing I meant about luring him down and then running past, you don't have to kill him to get those things. Right. If you lure him down to attack you, you can then run the rest of the way um, yeah. under the bridge. Yeah. Sorry. And then, and then, and then, like, like once you do that successfully, you you unlock the uh, you unlock right, the exactly the the shortcut to to, to to circumvent that part of the map. <laughs> Um, so I apologize for the Dark Souls uh, geek fest there, but uh, but I guess what I'm saying is like both Demon Souls and Dark Souls have that, but only Dark Souls has the Basilisk in the depths, which will uh, just by attacking you and mass will uh, a instantly kill you and b afflict you with a curse that a halves your uh, max HP you know for life, 
Um, and B, you can only cure by spending about 4,000 souls at a uh, person who is relatively remote. Um, and C, it also stacks. So you can get down to like one sixteenth or one eighth of your total health um, just by like going and hitting your head against that rock multiple times. So yeah, I... like, nothing like that has happened in, in, in Demon Souls to date. Yeah, I with Bastus, I don't know if I was just like, you know, the whole like luck tends to favor the stupid or something. <laughs> but I pretty pretty blatantly just like wandered into that whole thing. Like, hey, there's a rat. Oh wait, he was standing behind a pit thing. <laughs> um, but I never even came close to getting uh, cursed. Right. Well, you, you and could, you the could, other you... thing is, I don't know if your armor affects that. No, like you, you can you can roll with gear that gives you high curse resist, and all resist in the game, like it gives you more time until until that thing affects you. So, right. See, so I don't yeah. know. Like I, I generally found if you just prioritize killing them, they won't have enough time to curse you. Oh yeah, they're soup squish. But but yeah. Hey Dennis, um, you hate Demon Souls. Can you convince me not to like it? <laughs> <laughs> um. I, maybe it depends on your tolerance for sacrificing hours of your life to frustration. <laughs> um, I play. This like, is cool. <laughs> Dark Souls is one of my favorite he, games he ever. Edits so. this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, that um, did I? I guess I guess I'm a very very well made point there, David. <laughs> I, I don't know that I can talk you out of this. Um, Honestly, as I look, because I, I know you, you had mentioned it in a couple different places um, over the past couple weeks, and I, I honestly found myself looking back on it with fond memories. <laughs> That's and funny. so, does that make it an abusive relationship? I'm, oh. I'm not sure. <laughs> Stockholm syndrome, at the very least. At the at the very least, yeah. But I, yeah. as I look back, like I I know why I eventually stopped playing just because I. I realized that I had thrown myself against the rocks so many times that I either needed to significantly rethink the way I had built my character or, you know, basically start from scratch. And I was just like, I don't have the time for that. In fairness, but, I, I, re I remember you saying in a text that you, that you had gotten to a point in the game where I have not gotten yet. So you've played more of it than I have. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, so so maybe maybe it's coming. So my, my response then, Cole, is just you wait. <laughs> But if, if you've powered through Demon Souls or uh, Dark Souls, I, I imagine you'll be able to make it through um, Demons. Has there been any commentary on which game is more hardcore? Uh, just, just just a little bit. We had we had a, we had a roughly fifteen minute discussion about that. Uh, David claims uh, that did like Demon Souls is more unfair sure. because he, he's he's seen you play Demon Souls and he's played he's played a good portion of Dark Souls, and I think that Dark Souls has more cheap tricks. Um, you know, hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> then, uh, then, 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 Demon Souls does. Um, but uh, I, 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 you know, I only had a couple of pieces of evidence to say, you know, to to counter that. So, see, maybe okay. The the two things. Well, I guess first off, um, is the death system the same in each one? The death system is harsher in Demon Souls. Um, see, that that was one of the big things that struck me as different. That yeah. was one of the things to me that seemed. Like one, maybe the number one thing that struck me as much more difficult in Demon Souls. See, I, I I thought that that was a big deal at first too, but very very early on, you find a uh, you find a, you find a ring. I forget exactly what it's called, but uh, it's called the Ring of Clinging, 
Um, and when you're in soul form, which happens after you die and you restore your body form after you either kill a demon or you um, use an item, um, when you're in soul form, you have half health. The, the, the ring of clinging, you sacrifice um, a ring slot in order to give yourself 75% of your maximum health, um, okay. which mitigates that significantly. So that's sure. less of a big deal um, so far, at least. The the other two things um, I would say is observing um, Dennis playing, it seemed like a lot of the difficulty um, from the game came from um, just the game giving you no idea um, where you were supposed to go or what you're supposed to do. I think partially because of the fact that was broken up into worlds. Where in Demons or uh, Dark Souls, I felt like there was always a certain degree uh, to which, like, I know knew, you know, generally what I was supposed to be doing. I just sometimes chose to ignore that. <laughs> like, like the, the 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 navigation in Dark Souls has a lot in common with Eco, in that you know, like, and even like I'd say Shadow of the Colossus minus the uh, minus the, the the sword beam, which is I see place I want to go, I go place. Yeah. Um, whereas in, in, in Demon Souls is kind of like, oh, level one two, that's giving me a lot of problems. So I might so I might want to go to two one or what have you. And I think that that might have been the wrong tone. I, I remember it took me a long time to realize that. And I, I did play well past, you know, level level one one and level two one or whatever. But I think I threw myself against level one two for you know, several hours of gameplay before it occurred to me that they might want me to go elsewhere first. Yeah. But like, it doesn't make it, it doesn't make a super obvious point to tell you like, Hey, you can go to these other places. Like the other art stones are activated. Yeah. And, and the one, and the one thing that, you know, this game does do very well is that every death, um, in my opinion is, is not necessarily avoidable, but fair. And so, you know, it, the conclusion that I came to every time I died playing one, two was I'm doing it wrong. Or, you know, I, I could see where I messed up or I could see where I could have done it better. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm sure there is some demon souls savant out there that can play straight through one of the things just by virtue of having everything memorized and, you know, just being strong enough, not being leveled up at first gasp, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not, but one, two specifically the level that you're referring to is the, is the dragon bridge mm -hmm. level in Bulletaria mm -hmm. Palace, where you're traveling along the ramparts, and uh, mm -hmm. the, the, the dragon does these uh, flaming breath, you know, bombing runs on you, you learn very quickly that the levels are very thoughtfully laid out and signposted to let you know where it's safe to stand and where it's not. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it, it does a good job of trying to lure you out into unsafe areas until you learn better. So, like, it, maybe there's a savant somewhere out there in a... Uh, in, in, East Asian country that has done it the you know, <laughs> right the first. I don't, I don't. I don't mean to play ping pong here, but you know they 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 did it right the first time and they didn't have to learn it. God damn it! But you know there are probably there there are smart observant people who after they died once they're like, oh, I shouldn't do that because that's not the right way to go about it. Oh, I'm not. I'm not even being talking about being able to do it without dying. My 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 thinking was that there is someone who's able to go. One 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 two one three one four one five, with a non leveled up character. See, and it's strange because after you get past one two or one three, wherever you kill the stone, the stone giant, you need an archdemon soul to proceed. 
So it actually uh, like it kicks you into a different world because you need to get that archdemon soul to continue uh, to one five or whatever it is where you where where you get all of it. So so there's for anyone looking for how far I played, I, I must have beaten one two on everything, uh, and not a uh, not comprehended that <laughs> comprehended comprehended whatever comprehended. Uh, yeah. So I but like I said, I, I as I as I think about. Demon Souls, you know, I think about the cool parts and the set pieces. Uh, the Dragon Bridge, of course, was neat. Um, I remember there was there was one boss fight that was like on a on a really narrow bridge on top of a tower, and you spent the entire uh, game climbing up this black tower. Oh, neat. Uh, I remember it being very green, and then you you know you fight this thing at the top, so that was cool. Yeah. I remember there, you know, how they can leave notes for you. Mm-hmm. And there's there's several areas where it looks like a, a bottomless pit, but you know if you take a little bit of a leap of faith and step off the edge, you can <laughs> find an item cabinet. And uh, I learned very quickly that most of the notes saying "step forward" um, were not pointing to one of those places. <laughs> they, they were they were they were traps. You know, other gamers are jerks. <laughs> See, yeah, that that was one of my favorite things about um, Dark Souls is learning to figure out when people were screwing with you. And it was weird because there tended to be there certain messages that were almost always fakes and certain ones that almost never were. Yeah. Right. But it sounds like you guys have, have, have talked about this already. I, I apologize for joining no, no. late. Yeah, don't, 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 don't worry about it. We're just happy to have you. Um, but no, I just, uh, the, 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 whole thing like that, that sentimentality around these games is, is, is very much there for me. And that's the reason why I decided to go back, you know, two years and, and, you know, play this because I was, I was longing for, 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 for more Dark Souls. Um, but the DLC isn't coming out for another couple months and, uh, I need to play it. And that's all See, I've that, been playing aside that's... from stuff for WAF. Sorry. You know. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, that's actually my, I think my overwhelming theory I'm going to go with, with why I perceive Dark Souls as more difficult, is I think, you know, when I was exposed to Demon Souls, is, you know, the first one, um, I guess they made some other games that were very similar, but, you know, at least modern, you know, general public, and so the overwhelming kind of community reaction tended to be just, you know, OMFG, this is impossible. Whereas by the time Dark Souls came out, you know, a whole bunch of people, the community had beat the game. <laughs> so it was much more like, much more like, hey, let's suit up and do this thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like maybe part of it was just kind of the the, the attitude going in. Yeah, just the, the, the general ambient, you know, noise surrounding it. I'm not going to say bugs, right. but ambient noise. Um. Yeah, so uh, it's it's a throwdown between you and Dennis, David, uh, to decide who's going to talk about what they've been playing next. Um, I only had one. Uh, um, what uh, what did what has Ben been playing? Hi Ben, I don't think I've heard Ben say a single word. By the What's way, up? well, I haven't <laughs> played Dark Souls or Demon Souls, so <laughs> I have nothing to add. Ah. Uh, no, but Ben has been playing. I've, I've I've been taking notes. He played Amnesia, Lone Survivor, Age of Empires two, Braid, and Bastion. So, Aww, thank so you, yeah. Paul. you listen Uh-oh. to me. 
<laughs> that's quite the repertoire. I don't know if I can match that. Yeah. Uh, Why don't you try? It's, it's only been a little bit of all of those, so. Hey, <laughs> BTW, Dark Souls is only $23 on Amazon. Holy shit. Yeah, hop on that. I'm probably going to toot that. It's cheap. Hmm. And, and go through the uh, duckfeed.tv link. Yeah, do that. Do that. Though. Actually, is Steam still having its sale? Uh, no, that ended yesterday. Oh, dang it. I was going to say. No, not yesterday. It ended the Sunday before this comes out. So. Well, yeah, I, I can I can tell you what I've been playing. It there won't be a ton new. I I'll start with with the new thing, which is I downloaded the demo for a game called Closure. Oh uh, yeah, the Flash game. Yeah, I, I guess, and it, it's um it, basically the concept is it, it is a kind of black and white puzzler where, where uh, if if something is not illuminated, it doesn't exist. Uh, and so it's very, very interesting trying to move yourself and other objects through the level, you know, by positioning lights and, um, you know, making things lit up or not uh, without without losing things or, or falling down the, the black holes that are created whenever anything is in the dark. Um, if it's, it's, it's not it's illuminated, really, it doesn't exist. Yes. The, simple as that. It so is it's a really ask. What's the name of this game? It's called Closure. Okay, I've played this. Have you played all of it? Some of it. Okay. Cole, well, Cole, haven't you played this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Notice okay. the recognition of my voice. Really. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a brilliant idea. I would put it on par with like a braid or a portal in terms of just a very interesting mechanic that that really couldn't be done um, in any other sort of medium, um, and and really gets you thinking in a in a way that is different than you you normally would um i don't like i said i only played the demo so it was really just the tutorial stuff so nothing that difficult but one thing i will say is that the the sense of claustrophobia in this game is is overwhelming and it is it is a very scary um haunting game uh not because anything is is particularly frightening in it you know there's no monsters that i that i encountered at least but just because you can't see more than three feet from your character, uh, and so anytime you're walking, um, you know I, I would say you're afraid you're going to drop off a cliff at any second. But literally, there's nothing that exists outside <laughs> of that bubble, so you you are at at all times three feet away from a cliff uh, and closer if you don't have a light with you. So that it, it just the atmosphere was really drew me in. And uh, I, I finished the demo and have kind of been toying around with the idea of, of purchasing the actual game since. Um, but I, I haven't yet. I'm, I'm in that – there's that weird waiting period where you decide you want to buy something, but then you have to download it, uh, you know, pay for it and, and wait for it to download. And that's usually overnight for me or, you know, during the day. And so every time that I could be playing Closure, I'm like, well, I only have an hour. I'll go do something else rather than downloading but I, I fully intend to experience more of this game. Is there a, I mean, is, is there a perk to playing it on PSN as opposed to the Flash browser, um, aside from being able to use a controller? Uh, not that I'm aware of, uh, and, and this is just, that, that's that's not saying that there's not. Uh, it's just I'm, I'm not aware of it. I, I'm sure they've got to do something. Um, it looked like there was a pretty wide selection of levels, so... You know, I don't know if they created levels specifically for the the PSN version. That's the kind of thing that I've seen done when a game has gone from Flash to console before. Yeah. Uh, and and obviously being able to play it up on on the big screen is pretty nice. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know the answer to that. I'd have to look it up. 
Um, how many American dollars does it cost? Sorry, I can only give it to you in euros. As opposed, as opposed to space bucks, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's on I, PSN, is, so it's American dollars. So This is bad as well. I don't know the answer to that easier. No? So basically, I've played this game, and I know nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> is it a video game, or is it something you dreamed of? Your knowledge of the game is outside of the light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have no illuminating facts to grant to us. <laughs> no, seriously, it was a, it was wow. a demo that I downloaded and played, and was like, "Wow, that was really good." I'm gonna have to play the rest of that. I haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, <laughs> so we know it has a demo. <laughs> yeah, see, there's there's a demo, and the demo is good. It might be a fake out. There might not be an actual game. I'm not sure. And lo, the Lord said, "Let there be a demo," and the demo was good. You can uh, play yeah. it on new grounds, right? Uh, it's it's Flash, so Congregate, I think, is where I played it originally. Okay. Um, yeah. So if, if you're if you're like interested, I'll probably drop a drop a note like a a, a link to it in the show notes. Um, those show notes, of course, are at uh, duckbeat.tv slash don't tree riddle or slash DTR uh, slash 188 in the new website. When, you know, when that is up, but just depends. Just go search for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. There, there's we, we all have Internet access. There's no reason to, we, we shouldn't know this yeah. within the space of a couple minutes, you know? Yep. Yeah, you, you can play it for free. Don't be a chump and buy it. <laughs> <laughs> no, try it unless, out. Unless, and if you want to play it in a yeah. recliner with a with an actual controller, then then you go for it. But if you're a real gamer, you'll play it on a computer. See, I knew you were going to make this a PC versus console <laughs> thing. <laughs> this one, I say yeah. things like real game and being comfortable. That sets off your, that's, <laughs> uh, that's, that's us off the uh, the laser defense grid. <laughs> so, so closure. Yeah, good good stuff. So. Been playing that. Um, I, I spent some bonding time with my little sister over Ratchet and Clank All for One. That's cool. Uh, and that's just that, that's just a fun game. It continues to be a great game. I, I would recommend to anyone who who is interested in it and, and likes the Ratchet and Clank series that um, they should go play it, but they should definitely play it with a friend. Now you're a seri- um, you're a serious scholar, right? So is this the first explicitly co-op Ratchet and Clank game that there is? No, there was um, Ratchet and Clank deadlocked on the PS2. Oh, that was a Gaiden game, though. That was kind of like Jack Racing. Yeah, it was. It was abysmal. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, it's just one of those things where you, you play it and you're like, Insomniac, you know better. What the what the hell, man? Like, are are you trying? Are you trying to make people angry? Is like I've seen you. You're making mistakes in this game that you very clearly, intentionally, in, avoided in other games. What gives? So I don't know if they put a new team on it or what. But yeah, the the PS2 co-op one was was not good. Okay. Uh, and then this one, this one is the the first like very clearly multiplayer one. Question: Did they miss an mm-hmm. did, did they miss an opportunity by not calling this Ratchet and Clank foreplay? They they definitely did the the new um the new Ratchet and Clank game is coming out so we'll tie in a bit of uh, news here it is going to be a tower defense style game so think like like brutal legend style play um meets or, tower defense or sacrifice style play no we we will not speak of that game <laughs> yeah. I, I heard you all know I better. need to know about that game <laughs> you you know better <laughs> yeah but it's it's tower defense where you'll basically uh, have a a character that you can directly control as well right. and it's called ratchet and clank full frontal assault <laughs> so oh gosh i, I love the audacity 
let's let's give them let's give them some some props. I, they can't seem to decide when they want to when they want to go for it and when they want to back off because you know I, maybe this maybe full frontal assault is not going to be as kid friendly or but all the Ratchet and Clank games have been kid friendly. Yeah, you know it's, they've it's, they've had edginess, but it's been kid friendly edginess. Does is it a thing? <laughs> no, no, it's cartoony. It's, 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 yeah. it's, it's Adventure Time. Sure, yeah. <laughs> that that game is st- or that that show still haunts me. That God, I love it so much. I think I've recently <laughs> seen. Unacceptable. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's actually uh, kind of for me because I I tend not to like um oh particularly edgy. I find it um annoying. And so, like, I never played a Ratchet and Clank game um before um. Uh, rooming with Dennis because uh, you know I saw some of the uh, ads that you know you know kind of made, set it up to be that way in terms of the titling and you know some of the way they've done some of their advertising stuff and so I just assume that's how the actual game is where the actual yeah. game is just you know very uh, entertainingly written and you know not particularly sophomoric. Yeah, and then that that's something you have to learn is to separate the marketing from the product. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't Crash Bandicoot had had a marketing campaign based around the fact that it was rated teen while Mario was rated E? Yeah, and it had like a, a Crash Bandicoot mascot outside of a Nintendo headquarters, like screaming at them or calling them out or something. God, we are such really? a we are such a young medium. I just like, yeah, like we've we've only existed for like thirty years. <laughs> oh, good old good old marketing. Yeah, boy. But yeah, it's it, what, one thing I've noticed is that it's uh, all for one. Um, the the communication in the game uh, is is actually very useful since if you use the same type of weapon, uh, you you kind of get a boost to damage, uh, and certain things can only be done if you do it in a coordinated fashion. So um, you know, it, I'm sure it'd be very easy to get in a room full of people screaming at each other. Uh, but you know, it's it's actually very easy to um, see benefits of of cooperating or using teamwork in the game, which I think is as they intended. Um, see, but see it's that, cool to see that actually work. That's kind of strange for like co-op. I would think that doubling your efforts would actually negate each other because they would be throwing challenges at you. Where like one person would need to use like an area effect kind of weapon, where like there would be just like immu- like you know mixing immunities. So if somebody yeah, is like using a would, nice weapon, need... yeah. You would need rock and paper to defeat super scissors, right? Is what exactly. we're saying. Or, di- or, di- or dynamite on my schoolyard. But yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what super scissors are. I assume it is some kind of electric contraption, but I will have no part of it. It's scissors made from dynamite is, is essentially what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like, in a, like, like, a, like a recipe for prosthesis, sir. If you, if you run with them, oh my God, forget about it. <laughs> Take cover, <laughs> take cover, dear sir. Uh, well, I think it's probably an intentional choice because that if if you didn't have mics to to talk about, okay, let's both use X or let's both use Y, you can just look at what someone else is using. Um, I've I've played the thing, like I said, played the entire thing co-op, but played um, two-player co-op, and we've taken to just uh, me and my sister. Um, we'll we'll like lock the game to only people you're friends with. Because uh, you, know, you have random people jump in and then they just go off and do their own thing or are idiots. 
Uh, so it doesn't give me a huge amount of faith in the rest of the community playing this game. Um, but it's it's a lot of fun to play with a friend. What uh, What's the age gap between you and your sister, if you don't mind me asking? The age deficit? The age gap. Uh, <laughs> not, not deficit, gap. How many years do you owe her? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It was like we had we had a very weird system of punishment as children. That's actually the case. Um, I owe her several years. Of my, I'm actually an indentured servant. Um, uh, no, I, so I am 24 and she is 13. So okay, it's 11 years there. Holy cow! So you so you can cooperate with her? Yeah. No, see, that's the age at which kids you know don't have college or a job, and so. They have the tactical skills of a Navy SEAL from playing video games all day. Oh my God! Is that is absolutely the truth? Or like, if, you, if, if you find a, uh, a like a, a six or seven year old into Guitar Hero, holy crap! <laughs> oh, you you see scary. Um, you anytime um, anytime you go to a um, like a laser tag place, it's it's a law of the universe. That what it no matter how many people you bring, one person will not be able to fit on your team, and no matter who's there, the other team will be made up entirely of six-year-olds. <laughs> However, it is always in your best interest to be on the six-year-old's team because, like, you you get in there, the game starts, and it's like instantly so calm. <laughs> oh yeah, and they and they have no ethics. It's so calm without the ethics. <laughs> yeah, like. We, it's you know, a video we, game without the ethics. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we we did this like uh, a church group did that, and I I got um, stuck with the six year olds, and we're, we're you know you know doing the sign language, you know, you flank, <sighs> you can't see me, I'm waving my hands all around like some, <laughs> uh, you know, like some action, you know, you flank left, we'll we'll go this way, you know, that sort of thing. It was it was pretty. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, they have they have, they have an advantage, right? Because they don't have to shave, so they don't use shaving cream. The other team can't smell the soap. It's like the Viet Cong, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first thing I thought of when I when I was thinking about tactical advantages of being a the Viet a Cong can't smell the soap. <laughs> Anybody who's listened to Roderick on the line knows this. How... <laughs> uh... <laughs> No, no, I have a, I have a, I have a thirteen-year-old uh, sister, and she, uh, she, she is a beast at uh, just dance. However, however, um, I am still the reigning champion of uh, of, of both uh, Mario Kart and Zombies at My Neighbors. So you know, oh, well, yeah. Try, try uh, if if you get the chance, try all for one with her. It's a, it's definitely an accessible game that uh, that will not be you know boring for you. So. Dad, dad, uh, dad only has a Wii, so. Oh dang it! All right. No. Do not, do not, on any circumstances, do Lego Pirates of the Caribbean. I think I've covered <laughs> she, that before. That she, is will, a horrible game. she will destroy me. Oh, it's just a bad game. Okay, I gotcha. Oh yeah, yeah. She, she, it will destroy both of you. Destroy <laughs> your souls. We, we, we will both be diminished. No hope. No hope. <laughs> Yo ho, nope. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you have anything else, Dennis? Um, I, as of last night, a hundred percented control of Saints Row the Third. Holy shit! So go me. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow, you move quickly. So you gonna give that back, yeah. dog? You gonna give that back? You've had it for like uh, three months now. I, I, I gotta, so I, yeah, I really. You, you tell me. I've, I'm, I'm going into all thirteen, right? Not that Cole has been counting the days or anything. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm done with you can't rush art, Cole. I'll, I'll be done when I'm done. Also, although the funny thing is that I also have um, absconded with uh, Ben's copy. That's <laughs> fine. I left it there. I I, I think there's some more. You, you, there's like ah, a finite number. <laughs> Wait, how's the Lion King factor into this? I don't. So somebody's at the circle. Just, uh, just you know, just uh, one person loses it's the, the game. Circle the other person wins the game. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought maybe there's a rule. There's a finite number amount of Saints Row in the world, and like you, you now you cannot buy it. No, I mean, you know, I had played it, I was done with it, so you take as long as you need. Yeah, once once you're immune to literally every form of damage. <laughs> yeah, it the starts law- to get kind of boring at that point. The law of conservation of saints. So, so Dennis, <laughs> you found, like, all the blow-up dolls, and all, oh, like... No, the, he said control, he didn't say 100%ed it. All the yeah. drug drops? Yeah, no, I have not done the collectibles, but I've done everything that gives you more control of the city. So basically, my entire map is purple. Okay, so <laughs> your character upgrades 100%, and you've done all the missions. I have done all the missions, and I have not upgraded my character 100%. Oh, so I have, 100, I have 100% control of the city. Okay, well, that is not a beating at a hundred percent in my book, at least. No, I, I said he even, did. I haven't even finished all the. Yeah, I haven't even finished all the missions. Okay, I've just gotten a hundred percent control. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I understood. Yeah. And that's right. No, I don't, don't want to oversell myself. I'm not. I'm not that great. I mean, I'm great, but I'm not that great. See, it's kind of weird because I purposely um, don't do a lot of the control just because I like random. Um, chaos happening wherever I'm trying to get somewhere. Yeah. Well, that happens anyway because you get Steg. Like, Steg doesn't go anywhere if you control an area. See, yeah, after a certain point, the they just had them go. Um, just have the, them come in. So I guess I, I probably haven't really played enough to see. Oh, yeah. They they get they get pretty annoying. I, I uh, will say one of the, one of the best um, gameplay decisions uh, that, that they made was that you know how you get the the stars or the badges, which is basically the is it stars in in Grand Theft Auto Four? Yeah. You know, basically no, notoriety or what have you. Um, but you can get a perk where with a phone call you can wipe that away. So you literally can be firing bazookas into a crowd of of gang members. Uh, pause the game, call up your uh, call in your favor, and they will just kind of stop and say, "Oh, rocket went off. I guess we're good." You know. And walk away. Well, you know you can do that with any shop you own. Yeah, you can do that with the shops you own as well. But I mean, let's let's be honest with the with the random stuff happening. You can't always be next to a shop. Maybe I would like you, if you can't own enough be of them. Be next to <laughs> well, no, <laughs> that's that's true. I do own literally all of them. <laughs> you can buy Probably and sell that do. town. In fact, you already bought the town. Have <laughs> you um, have you um, killed any uh, Professor Genkies? Yeah, I've done I've done all of them. So that's 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 uh that's <laughs> have you have you had like the random the random encounter? Oh no, I haven't. Yeah, um you know, you know the mascots you um you see around? Yeah, yeah. There's like a one in one thousand chance that any mascot that um spawns will be Professor Genki. Oh. And he just has like an incredible amount of uh oh 
health. If you get close, you'll do like the groin punch takedown. And he has a uh, rocket launcher. Oh, I did find him. Yeah, I've, I've been with him. He fought with me, though. He helped me. See, he, he just pretty much kills everything. But if you manage to kill him, he drops like, um, oh, like several hundred thousand um, dollars. Huh. Nice. But, well, see, now, now, that I've, now that I've bought everything, I've also upgraded all my weapons. So I have done that. Um, but uh, now that I've bought everything, my, my cash reserves just kind of going through the roof because I, I don't really have anything to spend them on. Yeah. So that's what a, was that's your a, weapon of choice? I really like the fully upgraded dual wielded handguns, but now yeah, that I have the, the 1911s. Yeah, I or no the um, Shepard 45s. How you can uh, yeah, might be cars the with them. <laughs> Yeah, I, I also, however, I've it's kind of recently switched because um, I I got dual wield for my SMGs, and have it fully upgraded so that it's incendiary, which is just the perfect crowd control weapon because, you know, you can just set people on fire and ignore them for a while while you take care of something else. Oh, see, I actually went with the um, the other set of SMGs because I liked being able to shoot through cop cars. Oh, that's the, the that sounds uh, horrible. Yeah, it is interesting. So I've, I've upgraded one set of weapons, um, but there there is a lot of variety in terms of the ways you can you can take these things. But the the explosive rounds are really really kind of OP. So yeah. so, so did anybody here go for the vehicle upgrade path? Like on any of this? Like, did you spend any any money doing that? Yeah, oh, I yeah. have like ten. Fully maxed out vehicles in my garage. I just I saw I saw vehicles as being so utterly disposable that I never put any resources into doing that. Well, the nice thing about the vehicles is even if you destroy them, you can recall the same vehicle. Oh, yeah. So yep. like if I add this particular sports car or SUV to my stable, it will always be there when I when I use myself. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that would have made my game so much easier. <laughs> well, yeah. and the other I was going to say is. Um, the thing is, like, you couldn't call it up. You know, if it had just been destroyed and it, the game hadn't really reset it, or, you know, if you just left it somewhere and it hadn't despawned, you couldn't um, set it up. So what I ended up doing is, like, you know, I had, I upgraded a couple of sports cars, so I would always have one. And then um, I started getting, you know, building up my team, so I needed to, upgrade a couple four-door cars you know things like that my favorite thing was after a certain mission um unlocking a particular kind of tank see i just found the tank incredibly op oh what oh overpowered okay sorry okay sorry i play world of warcraft too much (laughs) honestly so I, i think david have you done the mission on the aircraft carrier yet carrier yet no, I I I did the very first stag mission. I have gone out the aircraft carrier because I apparently like being randomly shot at. But <laughs> well, what I'll what I'll what I'll say, and I don't think this is a spoiler, is at one point you will be given an opportunity to choose a set of uh, from a set of enemy blueprints. I thought you were choosing like the lesser of evils and you were choosing what upgrades your enemy was going to get. But really what happens is you're able to steal those blueprints for yourself. So I chose the two crappiest ones thinking, okay, well I'll make my life easier. Oh Uh, yes. 
<laughs> so I, I actually did not go with the tank and did not get that. No, no, I'm not talking about that that, that tank. I'm talking about the one that you get after doing the Decker's missions. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that one was fun. I really like the Deckers. I'm really looking forward to the, those missions. They're super great. Yeah, they're really good. <laughs> like, 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 not specifically because they're tied into Hacker Chick, but yeah, they're they're good. Um, yeah. The other the other thing I'll say is after 100%ing a portion of the city, um, you get like a special phone call with whoever that's associated with. Okay. And the first one is... <laughs> is, it like, is it like having the Flintstone phone? Yabba-dabba-doo, I like talking to you. Click. Yeah. <laughs> that's a Simpsons reference. No? Yeah? I didn't get it. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much verbatim. But, Continue. So the... Um, the first one that I did was uh, Zemos, and the the extra call for him was actually like really interesting and funny, uh, and then all all the other ones uh, fell a little bit flat. Even even Hacker Chick, even though that one was all right, um, but like Zemos, the entire time he's really really at odds with these like bad guy twins, yeah, uh, and and just they they hate him and they're really out to get him. And this entire time they're like. You know, you're like, well, Zemos, why do they hate you so much? And he's like, I, I can't talk about it. Like, I, I don't, you know, it's it's history. Uh, and so you finally get to figure out once you 100% his section. And the the conversation goes, so Zemos, are you ever going to tell me uh, what happened with those, uh, you know, twins? And he's like, oh, I, I guess, fine. Well, I slept with one of them. Oh, really? Which one? That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why they hate him so much. Zemos, he's played by the uh, the blind guy from Becker. Yes. <laughs> that's that, that that's amusing to me. Mm-hmm. So call, that yeah, they, that they call him Dead Dan, you know, Ted Danson, but I call him Ted Handsome. He's a good, he's a good-looking fella. Um, continue. Oh, you went there. You went there. No, it's, it's so that that was that was kind of a really funny thing. The the rest of them aren't uh, aren't particularly amusing. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm at Murder Brawl 13 now, I think, and I think that's yeah. pretty close to the end. I'm going after Killbane. That's about that's so. about three 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 courts three courts. Yeah, yeah. So and that's then a, you have all the downloadable content. God, I had like well, first I would need my game back. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say Zoom, Ben? I said Zing. Okay, sorry. With an ing. <laughs> Um, no, but like even even when they were selling the season pass, like I just I for some reason that wouldn't hold any quarter with me. Like just no no truck, no traction, sir. It's always it's always hard to commit to DLC up front. You never know if it's going to be incredibly good or kind of mess. So what yeah, else? but that's uh, that's 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 what I've been playing. To be honest, is uh, cranked on a little Puzzle Quest too, but that's uh, nothing new. Yeah, and uh, and that's that's long and short of it. Neat. Hey David, what you been playing? Um, well, first, just incredibly quickly, um, I played a little bit of uh, Colossal Cave Adventure. Oh shit, um, that's like going back to the seventies. Yeah, which um, all I have to say about that is, um, I tried and then quickly uh, gave up on trying to map. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> You're an engineer. You should have like graph paper, like just on toilet paper rolls throughout your home. Yeah. See, the problem <laughs> was it. Um, it was non. Um, you know, there's not a one-to-one correspondence between you know you go north, so to get back you go south. 
So what I would have had to do is set up a spreadsheet with, you know, north, south, east, west, etc. for each room and then link it to what room it went to. So like and, without Microsoft Visio, make a flowchart of that shit. Yeah, yeah. But that, <laughs> that would take a lot. I see see what the what that yeah yeah signifies to me is I'm proposing uh uh reasonable solutions to these problems. <laughs> see yeah, well, uh, you know that what that signifies is David in his mind is going shit. Should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. Uh, I wa- and yo, know, the internet being what it is, you know that someone has created custom Vizio shapes for <laughs> that for AF games. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> there's, there's a little triangle. The triangle means there be dragons here, or there be grooves here, depending on which. But <laughs> um, I, I just got far enough. Um, very, very, just got underground. Uh, the only noteworthy thing is it's kind of disturbing that I still remember that you uh, killed the bird with the sna- or the snake with the bird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a flag of Mexico that teaches you that. Um, okay. <laughs> Is that where we're going with that? Yeah, let's go. Let's let's go for that. It's a little ping pong, but okay. Uh, so, are you playing on your on your on your PC or? Uh, yeah, it actually was disturbingly difficult to be able to play it. Really? Yeah. Um. Well, what I didn't consider is um, Microsoft Seven is the first distribution of Microsoft where they don't support DOS anymore. Bar. So, yep. like DOSBox, I'm sure they've updated that to be on. Yeah, so I, I had to go track down a DOSBox is what I ultimately had to do. But um, basically, first I tried to just use any of the numerous uh, Windows applications, but those all rely on, like, DOS resources that are no longer in existence. APIs, APIs, they call them. Yeah. Not really. Um, I, I'm just making that up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's... Anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> I about trapped you. Okay, continue. Huh? <laughs> sorry. I about trapped you into defining an API. Continue. Yeah, yeah that would be scary. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, you know, I tried to install it on Linux, and um, I, know, I don't know if you've used Linux, but that's, that's just, that's never easy. Yeah, yeah. They, they expect you to, like, write your own binaries and shit, so... Ultimately, I DOS boxed it, but yeah. yeah so that um, that was the thing. The main thing I've actually been playing is um, I picked up uh, the Secret World. Holy shit! Really? Ooh. Wow! Yeah, nice. that's uh, that, that that that's the uh, new Ragnar Torquist jam. What? Ragnar? <laughs> Sorry, as a as as a as a fan of the auteur theory of games, I memorized the names of people who make games. Ragnar Tornquist, he is the main designer behind the Secret World. He also did the Longest Journey. Um, oh, okay, yeah. So, so it that, that, that's actually where now I know makes him from. much more sense because basically the overall feeling of it is what would um, what would a um, MMO be like if it wasn't stupid. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like it? I'm I'm really curious about this. I'm actually kind um, of heartbroken that I can't play it readily. So, well, I I have to preface this by saying um, I'm incredibly biased because this game, like, pretty much straight up, um, uh, Bullseye is probably my most played genre of gaming, which is MMO. Okay. And um, 
you know, my overall interests, which are like the Lovecraft, the conspiracy theory, and uh, Craptown folklore. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm really, really loving it. That's a beautiful feeling, right? When you feel like something was made specifically for you. Yeah. 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 <sighs> <laughs> you don't even know where to start. Yeah, I mean, it's um, fairly decent MMO. Um, graphics are, are pretty good. Um, the some of the animation and gameplay is a little bit rough, but it's you know it's serviceable and overall fun. Um, it's got a little bit of um, of a action um, take on um, oh the MMO combat reminds me kind of of City of Heroes. You can fire like guns, right? Like like a right. shotgun is technically like a, like a cone shaped AOE, but you fire a gun and you aim it. Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the the way the the way the uh, com- combat works is you can have two weapons. Um, and you have to, um, there's, you know, this whole tree for each weapon, but between your two weapons, uh, you can have, um, a total of seven active abilities and then a total of seven, uh, passives that can come from any, any tree. Right. However, um, all of the, um, all of the weapons are set up, um, well, all of these status effects are categorized into one of four categories. So there's like um, oh, afflicted, which is damage over time, hindered, which is like root and snare, yeah. um, weakened, which is debuff. I forget what the last one is. Um, and so all of the weapon, all pretty much all of the abilities will either cause or exploit one of those states. So it's it ends up being uh, like a card ge- uh, deck builder type of game. Yeah, um, so that's m- most most of the I mean most MMOs are because because you you choose like what abilities you have readily available to you. True. Although I would say this one, um, the the two the two things that are really striking about it are one, the fact that um, it's it's more less deck builder World of Warcraft style and much more like um, oh, Guild Wars style. And and that's that that's the example that came up to my mind like immediately. Um, but I right. kind of pump the brakes on it because that's less universally universally applicable. Because because by choosing an ability in Guild Wars, you're actually specifically like, like there's scarcity to it. So you can't have like five different um, toolbars in Guild See, Wars. See, it's the you same way four here. Different you can abilities. O- you okay. can only have seven seven abilities. Okay. Um, but at, at any given time that's... or ever. Uh, only seven abilities active. Anytime you're not in combat, you can switch between them. Okay. And the the other thing that's uh, interesting is um, you you experience the way you 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 don't explicitly have levels. Rather, um, each time um, each time your experience bar fills, you get a skill point. Uh, which makes a weapon more effective, basically. And then every uh, either like half bar or quarter bar, you get an ability point, so you buy your abilities free form, and there's no respec. If you decide you want to do something else, you just start buying the different abilities. That is such a beautiful, <laughs> just such a beautiful 
implementation of like modern mechanics, the fact that they don't like put a cost to your respecking and playing an entirely different game. Like that's that that's a way that Final Fantasy XI was really really far ahead of its time, and that it right. gave you the ability to instantly switch classes um, right. if you wanted to. Um, but I'm just so happy to see that more games are moving towards that. Right. So although like, it takes away from it takes away from all Titus and gives you this percent this persistent identity as opposed sure. to you, you know. Sure negating the fact that if you want to experience all of the narrative in this game, you have to play from every single faction, but uh, never mind. Right. Um, the the one downside, though, is they don't do a really great job of, you know, you choose your weapon fairly early on, and at first it's, you know, you, you aren't having enough points built up to realistically be able to switch around. So that is the one negative thing. But the the other thing that's really nice, though, is it's basically a make-your-own-class, but because they've structured everything into the four, four abilities and, um, you know, each weapon, either one or two of the uh, status effects is what it tends to cause, um, it, it's, you know, you can pretty much put together, you know, what you want to do with what weapon combination you want without it either being one combination being really overpowered or one combination just being a bad idea. And, you know, there, there's a number of fun abilities. I, I'm going with uh, shotguns and pistols. Okay. Uh, um, what uh, what faction are you rolling? Are you the, uh, the um, Resistance or the Illuminati? With, or? Uh, with Templar. Templar, okay. Uh, which that also was something that was interesting in... Um, I have very mixed feelings about the way they did the factions in that um, going in, looking at the different um, like philosophies for the factions, uh, you really uh, it's difficult to determine you know which one you think is you know on the right side of history, so to speak, and you know which one you agree with stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is good, especially since they're supposed to be secret societies. The only problem is uh, that works a lot less when you know that you know you if you decide that you disagree with the faction after learning more of their secrets, you can't change. Yeah, that's kind of bogus. Yeah, um, I, I I'd have to say they're they're pretty well written. Yeah, I found myself you know each of the factions you can identify with for the most part. Yeah, I mean, are you familiar at all? I mean, have you looked? I mean, like, 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 not, not in particular, like, just what I've heard from other podcasts. But the closest parallel that I can draw is kind of like choosing a faction in uh, Fallout New Vegas. Okay. Whereas, except, you know, accepting Kaiser's Legion, um, most of the factions have some kind of moral gray area that they fall into, and it's just which one can you accept. So for me, right. that was the followers, you know, the followers of the of the apocalypse. Whereas somebody else would say, "No, no, I like the Legion of Steel, or not the Legion of Steel, but whatever it is, uh, Brotherhood." There we go. Um, or I can accept the, uh, you know, the totalitarianism of the NRDC, not the NRDC, whatever the new California Republic was, the NCR. Right. Um, I can accept that. So you know, just uh, it was kind <laughs> of a gut check on your political leanings. Um, so that's the closest. Like, I, I got that sense from it, and that was enough for me to say, oh, cool, and then kind of, like, walk away from it. See, um, actually, I would almost say, and Grant, 
part of this is the fact that, like I said, I really like this game so far. Mm-hmm. But part of it's also my personality. I spent literally hours like analyzing the different faction, <laughs> and ultimately. <laughs> The conclusion I came to is that initially it looks like you're um, you're making a decision based on the uh, you know the more axis you know the good evil or what you consider good evil. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think in practice, what you're actually deciding on is where you stand on the uh, lawful chaotic axis. Right. So um, it ends up being Templar um, tend to be. You know, Templar are very much the, uh, they're the only ones that are explicitly fighting for um, the forces of good, you know, for right and wrong. At the same time, they're the lawful zealots, you know, fundamentalist type thing. They're lawful stupid. Right. <laughs> uh, and and they, they, they do a good job of, like, keeping that on even keel for all of them. The, um, the... Um, Illuminati are the only ones that are um, blatantly not fighting for a some moral principle, but mm-hmm. at the same time they're probably the most open and you know rational. Right. And then the uh, the dragon, the Asian faction, ironically, despite being based on chaos theory, are more or less neutrality. Right. Really well written. The um, the storyline itself's really good. Um, I'm. Basically, the first level you get to is Innsmouth. Um, <laughs> uh, it's called Kingsmith, but it's basically straight up Innsmouth. Nice. Uh, so it pulls in a lot of the uh, the Lovecraft stuff. A lot. It's it's kind of comes across as a combination of Deus Ex, Supernatural, and uh, Lovecraft. Right. But um, I've really been enjoying. It. There's a lot of references. So like, if you play the Illuminati faction. One of the first people you meet is uh, one of the uh, fellows, the fellow that was in charge of the um, uh, LSD experiments for the CIA. Oh, yeah, the, Mark, huh. the, uh, the, the, the KD Mark II or whatever it is. Yeah. Right, and he's quite possibly one of the I, – I literally, you know, in his dialogues, laughed out loud like four <laughs> times. Is he, he's written just as this combination like – you know, like crazy absent-minded scientist and like drug dealer, you know, push, drug pusher type guy. Mm-hmm. So I mean, just you know, just a lot of the um, a lot of the dialogue is just very well written. Every, everything's voice acted. Yeah, and and that and that's something that this uh, Turnquist guy he's really he's really known for. I mean, anybody who's played the the longest journey will know. Uh, that he is he he is very much for having a voice in his games, right? The only, the only downside is the uh, the character animations. Um, I don't think they're not bad. It's just that the rest of it is good enough that they come across as bad. Mm-hmm. Huh. So like the the characters are speaking very animatedly and stuff like that, and you know the mouths don't really match up that much, and their the gestures are kind of generic and stuff like that how much does it cost per month it's the standard 15 dollars. 15 bucks okay yeah how long until it goes free to play six months see <laughs> I, i'll be interested to see um the game it reminds me of more than anything else is um uh city of heroes 
which okay. is noteworthy for, although it has gone free-to-play, being quite possibly the only successful MMO that's been successful at the same time that World of Warcraft has been a thing. Uh, one, one other thing I have to mention, um, that have you read at all or heard at all about um, either the stealth or the investigation missions? Uh, no, one of them sounds awful, and the other one sounds amazing, but... See, uh, the the stealth missions, I've only seen two of them, and I, I have mixed feelings. It's basically going through a level where um, it's all uh, avoiding, like, tripwires, guard patrols, and cameras. Okay. And, you know, combat underemphasized, which, as long as they don't do much of it, I could see being refreshing. On the other hand, the investigation missions are basically these missions they give that are just completely open-ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, um, you know, one of them, uh, this, I meet this median who's get, getting these visions, and, you know, they're just all these, you know, rhyming riddles. I have to figure out where in the town each area is um, the visions we're referencing and uh, travel there. Okay. Um, there's also ones that, you know, just play on, like, um, outside knowledge or your knowledge of the end game lore. So, like, um, I'm on, I have one now where I need to hack into, um, a computer and the, the only password I, or hint I'm given is, uh, my wife. And so I have to figure out who owns the computer and who his wife is. That's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah, um, apparently, I haven't gotten into them, but apparently there's also ones where there's actually a built-in browser, so that I've heard of ones where you, uh, like, have to translate passages of Arabic. I've heard Morse, more like Morse code, like you have to, like, translate Morse code. Yeah. There's one where uh, the password I adore is the, uh, the hymn that's being sung at the local church. And so you have to go into the church and like figure out um, where the listing of like what hymn they're going to be singing uh, that huh. that Sunday is. That's um, really cool. Yeah, no, that's that's great. I mean that that kind of like breaches into the into the world of uh, ARGs more so than anything else. I think ARG. What's, what's an ARG? Uh, alternate reality game, kind of like yeah, the uh, yeah. like the I Love Bees thing for Halo Two, or you know what, what, what have you. Yeah, yeah. So, um, makes fairly good use of its um, mature rating. Um, it's refreshing to see one see pop culture references in MMO, and also see you know characters talk about religion and actually talk about religion or like talk an actual, about politics. Like an actual religion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and like, like, like a person does mouth stuff on you at the start of the game, right? Mouth stuff. Yeah, mouth stuff. You know, you know, mouth oh. stuff. Yeah, yeah, if you, uh, depending on which faction, yes. yes. Rumors of my mouth stuff have been greatly exaggerated. <laughs> you could have mouth actually, stuff. Actually, one, one of the places I just got to, I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> They're handing out mouth stuff left and right. No, uh, if, if Was this place you got to second or third base? <laughs> no, if, if you. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Pay attention. There's um, there's some um, I guess implied um, pseudo pedophilia stuff. Oh no! Okay. Yeah. No, in in that 
And and I'm trying it's, to it's are cool you rationalizing this. Stuff. Don't worry. Yeah. No, no. What is is I can't figure out if it was intentional in that, um, not non-sexual, but de- <sighs> see, I, the problem is I don't want to give away the story. Okay. But uh, Which... basically, a chick giving out um, oh pictures to a 15 year old um kid, and uh-huh. then. Sleeping with a person who is definitely uh, fairly old. Okay. And so it's a thing where, like, she's set up to be kind of ambiguously, like, teen to early 20s, where either either of them in isolation is not creepy. But the issue is, if you look at that, she either has to be young enough that's not creepy with the kid or old enough that's not creepy with the uh, man. Ooh, yeah. So it's a fairly uh, it's a fairly loose Venn diagram. Yeah. And, and it's a fairly thing, loose woman. Like, I, I think they probably <laughs> didn't mean to do that. Uh-huh. You know, I think it's, like I said, probably something where it wasn't creepy for either of them. It's just like both of them in combination. Mm-hmm. What was the game that had the character class from Japan where it was like very scantily clad, young looking people that had to be like redone when it came over to North America? What you game are dis- you're describing hey. like literally like entire swaths, entire genres of game. So. <laughs> okay, then yeah, there's, there was some recent game from Japan. I, I thought it was an MMO, uh, and this is why I thought it might have been The Secret World, but. Um, the the so one class of characters like was a little a little racy and a little young. <laughs> I've got no idea. I don't, I don't know. If you can, <laughs> if you can, <laughs> the game is called Four Chan. God, that's horrible. No. All right, it's free to play. It's fourchan dot com. Um, so. the, the, the other thing I'd say is I, I think I've gotten one of my favorite lines from any game I've recently played, which is uh the priest and uh, the lead into one of his um, missions. He says, yeah, you know, all these, these zombies rise out. Yeah. I've tried the word of God. I've tried, tried my four, four caliber, but unfortunately the devil's wearing Kevlar. <laughs> so that, nice. that gives, it's very mellow again, melodramatic, but it works. No, it's cool that the devil, you know, the devil means Kevlar, you know? Oh yeah. If the devil can wear Prada, the devil can wear Kevlar. And that's where we cut off. So, fellas, real quick, what's on your mind? What do you think the listeners need to know? Um, one thing I wanted to talk about, I saw like an hour and a half video of uh, the creator of Braid, Jonathan Blow, uh-huh. and just talking about uh, game philosophy. Perhaps I'll send a link to you guys. Um, he spoke at Rice... Rice University, and basically a lot of it was just him bashing on Farmville and talking about how game design should not be that at all. Um, in a nutshell, that's what it was. But he, he, it wasn't. You know, he extended it beyond that. Um, but he, you know, he's a very. He basically sold me on buying uh, the witness just because of how thoughtful he was. <laughs> um, yeah, oh. so he's. He's a computer scientist, but he's basically a philosophy major, just with the uh, the, type, with the types of arguments he makes. He does like a lot of thought exercises to argue points. Um, so, so it was very interesting to hear him talk. Um, 
And so that made me think of Braid, and that's pretty much why I went back and played it some more. Huh. Yeah, we'll, we'll, is, we'll drop that link in the show notes. Okay. What, he, what is his overall complaint about Farmville? Uh, so he was kind of venting about how he would talk with game developers who would work for companies like that, and he would talk to them about the idea of game design and like, and how you should uh, treat the player. And some of his philosophies um, are kind of – he treats the player how he'd like to be treated, where he's uh, very respectful of the person's time. Um, he doesn't extend the game life beyond what it should be like – he he uses the game to teach people certain things, but he doesn't uh, like the the um, the dynamics of the game don't extend beyond educating the player. Like the, he doesn't he doesn't have a lot of filler time in his games, I guess. And so he was talking about how like at a typical far, or typical, yeah, I guess he kind of demonizes Farmville, but he would say at a typical Farmville meeting they might talk about things of how to have the person play on the game longer, more often, and how to get them to advertise it on Facebook to their friends. And he was saying how like those sorts of decisions in, in game making are kind of uh kind of raise some ethical flags, I guess. Cause you're not thinking of the player, you're not thinking uh about the game and what you're trying to say with your game, but you're just uh kind of doing it for the for the money, the have, monetary ha- aspects of it. Have, having not seen the talk, but having gleaned the the key points from what you're saying, Ben, it mm-hmm. kind of it kind of sounds like he's making the, the making the uh, the distinction between fast food and uh, I don't know what the opposite is wholesome food or you know, you know, you know, <laughs> any just, restaurant in Northside. <laughs> yeah, ba- yeah, basically. I mean, just you know, fast food and everything else. You know, so something yeah. considered. Whereas. You know, people who are designing "quote unquote" the food at McDonald's are probably thinking, "How much fat and sugar and salt can we put in this in order to hook people?" Whereas people who are designing something for taste or for nutrition or whatever, uh, the designing is kind of a de- denigrative term, are thinking like, "Okay, how, how can we benefit the person who is indulging in this, rather than how can we, you know, make sure that they are compelled to come back?" It's compulsion. Mm-hmm. It's 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 dopamine versus for you know versus considered. Uh, you know, uh, you know, decisions to you know return to it and to think about it. There's a there was a really good thought exercise he did, where he talked about like the story of a of a con man, and like saying like imagine a con man of somebody who like sells you a watch uh, and rips you off, like sells you a fake watch and gets a bunch of your money, and like have that be one person, and then he says, all right, now imagine like a really expert con man who steals only a little, little bit of money from you at a time and he's so good that you don't even know that you're being robbed from your entire life and you die not knowing that that happened or whatever. And he basically equates that to what games like Farmville do. See, where... Okay, go ahead. I just, to play devil's advocate, I feel like that's that's easy to say when you're one of the, you know, fraction of a percent of fraction of a percent of people who can make an indie game that's wildly successful mm-hmm. I feel like that's um, that's not exactly completely fair considering that you know most game developers aren't just going to stumble upon and you know make 
that sort of game and still have to feed their family. Well, yeah, another interesting thing is, I mean, the way he funded that game was he had saved up money working as like a programmer, and so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm again, I'm saying this, you know, devil's advocate here. I feel like the the other side of that though is, you know, when when you're someone who's, you know, successful in um in art, basically, it's easy to take the high road about art. It's much more difficult to take the high road about art when you're someone. If you're broke. Who, yeah, if if you either do it do it the fast food way or are destitute. It's yeah. it, it's it's really easy to say that's fine for Jonathan Blow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I say this as a person who just find, who who just bought a t shirt that says that's fine for Merlin. Uh from the five by five network. <laughs> oh Merlin man you're my hero. No this the, this talk definitely sound definitely sounds great. I mean if it's even if it is a uh you know a commercial pitch for you know the witness. I'm already buying the witness so what do I have to lose by watching it? Yeah, if you have a free hour and 45 minutes it's it's worth your time. It's very uh yeah, it's very well thought out. Yeah, just skip that next TED talk you were going to watch turns out. Um so <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, 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 else, what else do you guys have on your mind? Completely random that keeps coming up. I think as I wa- I read various things for um, Call of Duty Black Ops is the degree to which I despise the single player game in um, uh, Modern Warfare Two. Two, not even three. Two. See, I, I for that reason I refuse to buy three, <laughs> and. <laughs> The the only relevant thing to it was I find found myself having this just irrational hatred, like just you know any time I thought of the game, just you know having a a contempt for it. Okay. Um, and what what I found, which I thought was interesting, wanted to see if you know you guys had played it had the same experience, is you know they kill off your character like what right before the climax, and you then play the other. Uh, you know, you play a soap for the rest of the game. Well, and, I think they do it a couple times throughout the game, right? I mean, you jump well, around characters, right? But pretty I frequently. Mean, there's one right at the beginning that's kind of the you know setup, but then you play most of the game as the one character, and then they kill out, or at least this again, my perception. And what it reminded me of a lot was the. Um, you know, the Dungeons and Dragons, you know, one, one of the um, first pieces of advice if you read any of this stuff is, you know, always remember that, you know, not to make the game about your characters, make it about the player's characters. And so the, the overwhelming feeling I had from the game is that they basically said, you know what, we decide that your character is boring, so we're going to... You're now going to play as this NPC character that we think's a lot cooler. But how do they define who's your character and who the NPC character is? I just I want mean, to say, it, it's the, is it just whoever you see in a whoever you see in a cutscene first? No, what I'm, what I'm saying is you you play for the vast majority of the game. You play as one character, and um, one of the guys on your squad is you know an NPC. You know you don't even. You know, one of the NPC, you know, entirely controlled by scripted events. And um, then, like, right b- right before the end, they basically kill off 
your character and for the final uh, sequence of missions, you play as this squad member. I see. I mean, I, I guess I kind of got a different feeling from it because, like, I felt like almost every mission, well, they jump back and forth between two characters, it seems like. But the entire time, I just got a feeling that you were playing as a different person almost every time. And so from that standpoint, I never really had an attachment to any one character. Yeah, all I'm going to say is don't watch Sucker Punch. It's a great movie, but if you doesn't sound like you would or, like it. Or or even don't play don't play Red Dead Redemption. Hmm. I haven't finished Red Dead Redemption. Borderline spoilers here. <laughs> well, I, I guess I but, but but I guess what I'm saying is I mean just it's 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 a it's a very hazy distinction between who who is a narrative character. Oh, that's a two-year-old game, Ben. Um, <laughs> I haven't beaten the game, and I know what it is, so I must inflict this upon everybody else. No, but like you know, who who is like what's the distinction between a player character and NPC, and an NPC in such a heavily scripted by by, by your by your admission, uh, David uh, game? You, you, you know, just like the, the the player character is whoever they decide to have you play as at the time. See, I guess that that's kind of what I'm going with that is what I found interesting as I analyzed this was that there was no rational um, rational um, reason for me to feel that way because let's be honest, the game has no plot and your character has no personality. Um, I, I agree with the latter but not the former. <laughs> I, I thought it I thought it was like if you stuffed every Tom Clancy to steal from Ask a Ninja. If you stuffed every Tom Clancy book into a shotgun, fired it, and then picked up the pieces and pasted them together. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would um, say I would say it's a not a uh, uh, a coherent plot necessarily, or it's not um, easy to follow upon the first sure. playthrough. But, but I think I do but, think that I, there's a, a coherent story there. You just have to really pay attention for it. But I guess what I'm saying is it wasn't so much um that bothered me from like plot standpoint so much as it bothered me because it struck me as kind of insulting or disrespectful. It, you know, it struck me as you know they they just decided at some point that they wanted their their narrative over what you were doing. Yeah, I mean it's a it's definitely probably not a good uh, decision to not have have you have a character to identify with. Like, I mean, there's no there's no attachment to any of the characters you play as in that game. Sure. Uh, as opposed to like, if you think about like Halo, people like love Master Chief, you know. But right. you know, Modern Warfare Two is like on the opposite end of that spectrum where you hardly know the characters you're working with, especially if it's the first uh, Modern Warfare game you've played. I mean, yeah. all these people are are strangers, pretty much. So there's no sort of emotional attachment to them. Pro tip: Don't cite Master Chief as a character you get to know and love. Why? He has no personality. There's nothing to him. He's just a gruff voice. And a he mask. has one-liners, and that builds affection. <laughs> just I, like I, the I, I, I go with Wolfie. I, I although although what what about uh, 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 Gordon Freeman? He doesn't even have a voice. That's well, true. I mean, at, at that point, you 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 either you, you um, it has two settings. You either flip that bit or you don't. Either you give them lines and you know you have it be a you know uh, an entirely authorial voice, or you give them no lines and you make it entirely uh, experiential. 
I would say the less a character says, the more you can project yourself into them, and the more you uh, you can relate to them. Then can I say something real quick? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I support that. Can I quote Batman? Sure. It's not what you are underneath. It's what you do that defines you. <laughs> oh, voice and everything. Kudos. It's not what you are underneath. Where's Valkyrie? Where's the trigger? Um, so, <laughs> have you guys seen The Dark Knight Rises? Yeah. yeah. I have not, actually. Okay. Spoilers. I was about to spoiler it. No, no, I wasn't. I was going to do that. Um, it's, it's worth your time. We'll it is. It, it's really. I mean, okay. Good, good, good is a harsh word, but it's worth your time. Cole, how do you rank them? Um, I rank it behind uh, both of the other movies, but still really good. Okay. I do one through two. Which is interesting, because if you had to ask me to place one and two, I would have put two ahead. Mm-hmm. See, so my, uh... my thing was, I think two was a better movie, but it wasn't the movie I wanted to watch. Does that make sense? Is that a thing? Yeah, very, very fair. Yeah, It's going to be the movie that you need, David. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 Dennis, what's what's on your mind? Nothing. I can't top that, dude. We're done. This is... No, we're not. I have, to, I have two things I want to say. <laughs> we we have it going for a very long time, but I have two things I want to say. God damn. No, no. I, uh, that's uh, that, I, on, I didn't. I didn't have anything uh, of note to bring to the table. Okay. But it sounds like it sounds like you might have something worthwhile. Okay. I don't know about how worthwhile it is, but let me let me let me lead strong and then go out with a whimper. How's that sound? Sure. Okay, um, so leading strong, uh, the Walking Dead games are hitting iOS on July 26th, tomorrow as of when we're recording this, and um, two days ago as of when you're listening to this, if you're a good listener and you subscribe and you listen to it on the day it's released. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, if you have an iOS device, download download these games and play them, because they are really, 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 really good. Um, so Yeah. And uh, the other thing is, this is kind of in the rumor mill, but uh, these tend to uh, come true. Uh, the PS2 game Haunting Ground, uh, developed and published by Capcom, uh, has been rated by the ESRB for PlayStation 3. Um, it was rated M, of course. This is one of uh, the better survival horror games, um, one of the better obscure survival horror games, rather. Um, again, kind of in the same vein as Amnesia. You know, your really your your only real recourse is to uh, is to flee. Um, I'm excited about this because my copy of Haunting Ground is currently with an ex-girlfriend. Um, so you know, <laughs> even though she is moving down to Cincinnati, um, I do not have any promise of ever getting this game back. So if they release it as DLC, I'll be able to play it again. So yeah, it's uh, really good. And if they do put it out, it'll be 15 or so bucks. And that's entirely worth it. So Haunting Ground, Haunting Ground, Haunting Ground, just so you, uh, just so you remember it. Play it. Nice. And Walking Dead on iOS. Yep. Those are th- those are those are uh, two things that are on my mind. How how far in advance do they announce that? Like when when did the news of it coming to iOS come out, or is it just that we're getting near to the release date? So like, like literally tomorrow. Like like if like you 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 have a you have an iPhone, Dennis. Yep. I know this. I know this. So you can like tomorrow, like when you wake up, you can download and and buy and play. Oh no! When when did they announce it that it was coming to iOS though? They they announced it when the game was initially announced. They said, hey, oh, okay. it's gonna it's gonna be coming, but uh, but you know. Um, we are gonna, we are yeah, in proximity. It'll now. it'll be like later than usual, and all of the, all of the episodes will have a little bit of a delay, but you will be able to play them. So, so Walking Dead, good good stuff. Oh, Walking Dead is good shakes, man. Do that, like buy. I mean, it looked. I guess again, 
not to go by you know off its cover, but I mean it's but it's a TV tie-in. I I don't fucking care. Like like buy it. <laughs> the, 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 like okay, so if we're gonna go with Telltale, the Strong Bad Adventure Games were a website tie-in, um, and they were still really really <laughs> good. So fucking buy it. I don't care. <laughs> Good night. Cole has spoken. (laughs) (laughs) Cole Ross out. (laughs) So that was episode number 158 of Stan Under the Don't Tree and Really Me This, a podcast about video games. What can you do? What can you do? You can go to duckfeed.tv where you can find episodes of our show. I hesitate to mention a particular URL for the show because we are in the process of developing a new uh, website for the show um, and for the entire network. So uh, those URLs will change, but don't worry, all of your old links will work um, if, if you have favorites and stuff like that. God bless the 301 redirect. Um, <laughs> but uh, other things you can do, you can go to uh, iTunes if you're of the Apple persuasion and uh, leave us a rating or a review that's very, uh, very much uh, encouraged. Or you can tell we your won't friends. Judge you. <laughs> or if, if you're not an Apple uh, person and. Uh, for some reason, you have friends. You can tell your friends. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> I like Other- that because you're such a huge Apple fan. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, other things. Um, this is where I get kind of scummy. Um, if you are going to be buying anything through Amazon, you can go to duckfeed.tv slash Amazon or click the link at the top of the uh, page in the menu bar and uh, use our referral link and buy it through there. We get, a, we get a little kickback that does not cost you anything extra, and it does support the show and support the network. We've been doing really, really good um, with about breaking even on bandwidth. Uh, with that so keep on doing what you're doing fellas and folks and ladies and uh everybody under the sun and uh yeah i think that's about it so uh did i miss anything you can follow us on twitter i am at cole ross that's cole with a k dummy k-o-l-e-r-o-s-s um dennis i am at d furia which was recently read on mabimbam as defuria <laughs> oh was it really yeah yeah, it was in the what, last episode. What, what question was it? I, I listened to that. Oh today. no, it was uh, they they do like a thank you to everyone tweeting about us, which is oh, funny because I I hadn't I, at least not in recent memory tweeted with the MBMBAM hashtag, but it, That's cool. I heard my name. So yeah. unless there's unless there's someone else who is legitimately Deferia, um, <laughs> <laughs> in which case, yeah. yep, they, they can be funny. Yeah. It's DA Furia for them. Yeah, <laughs> they can be found at maxfun.org, although they don't need any of our promotion ah, they've, got, they've gotten so commercial it's, like, yeah just a little bit but you know it's like my brother my brother my ad executive and me yeah well but we we would we would take that money don't worry oh yeah sure if squarespace and comedy bang bang wanted to uh sponsor us i'd take it in a heartbeat so oh yeah um at <laughs> least they sequestered in the money zone um but uh that's cool and uh ben you're at merkelizer i'll remember it for you so you don't have to and yeah I'm, you... <laughs> I'm not gonna tweet for a couple of months so you don't have to follow well me. you're about due aren't you well no no you're you're you're, you're due you're due in october yeah something like that something like that and uh david you haven't hopped on the tweet train yet so yeah i'm still staying strong <laughs> you're a better man for it ah there we go so for uh dtr for the don't you riddle my name is cole ross i'm dennis david money smith ben merkel none of those overlap so we're good good night folks <laughs> <laughs>